No, they know you never talk about your money. Right, so at Liverpool in the 80s, you, you'd no idea. No, no. Well, we, the only idea was that Kenny was on far more than he was. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Time to turn back to the rugby. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? How are you keeping? I'm good, thanks. Down yourselves. You're flying so- solo this week, so you're happier. You've got the airtime to yourself. Oh, uh, um, I know it'd be lovely to have him on again, Rog. <laughs> what? Always good to have him on. He was a bit grumpy last week, wasn't he? Well, we made, said, we made him a bit grumpy. We made him a bit grumpy. What? Um, I don't know if you caught any of the conversation we were just having. But we're going to get into it in a couple of moments' time. So stay tuned, everybody who's still got no interest in the URC final. Uh, Quinny is going to pick his team that he thinks should start the first test against New Zealand. But before that, will you? Uh, you will. Wa- will you watch the URC final this weekend? Yeah, I will. Um, I'll, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see. See who wins that, and uh, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I think um, Evan Ruiz, who plays number eight for 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 the Stormers, um, he's been absolutely fantastic. So there's a few players in there I definitely keep an interest on, and um, Elric Lowe, brilliant Marcel Cutsey for the Bulls. Um, it was interesting what Stephen was saying to you there. I know he's, he was slagging you there, but interesting to say that the Bulls were. If you're not a Bulls fan in South Africa, you don't like them. Mm. Um, I, I was really I found that interesting I didn't know that um, but it should be a good final I think um, I was trying to think who'd win it um, obviously the way the Stormers play it's a bit more expansive and it's more attacking but given the continuity and the the cohesion that the Bulls have had in the last while I think I'd fancy them to probably win it but I'll definitely watch it Alright we've uh, asked you to come on this morning and pick out your 15 that you think is going to start or that you feel should start uh, the first test against New Zealand at Eden Park on the 2nd of July and so we'll get straight into it do you want to kick us off with your I've made my 15 as well so we can compare contrast debate all of the above as we go through it here Do you want to? where do you want to start? Oh start us uh, in the forwards I suppose yeah the front row probably picks itself, really, doesn't it? If you're, if you're particularly for that first test, Andrew Porter, um, Dan Shee, and Tyke Furlong, mm. that'd be the, the front row, which is be no surprise to anyone. I think there's a couple of, you know, in the second row. Um, although James Ryan hasn't hit the the heights that he did, obviously a few years ago when he came on the scene, um, he's a very important player for Ireland. I think uh, he's 43 caps now and. Um, Ian Henderson, um, who's come back from a couple of injuries, I picked the two of them. Um, people will probably say, "Well, why aren't you picking Tyburn?" Basically, because Tyburn hasn't played in a number of months since the end of the Six Nations. So, um, even though he's probably up to speed, doing a lot of conditioning and, and fitness training the last couple of weeks, he was very close to playing for 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 Munster against Ulster in that that um, quarter final. Um, I st- I'd, st- I'd start Henderson and James Ryan in the second row what, and in um, the back row then stall on a second there I better I, stop I'm with you on the front row and I've gone for Byrne instead of Ryan in the second row so we're saying it's Ryan plus one you're saying there's a little bit of match fitness uh, possibly and, and maybe he can work some of that out with the, the Maori game obviously in advance what um, what are the key when, when you know Andy Farland's coaching team are sitting down Paul O'Connell is making the case for um, Henderson or Byrne what are the points of difference um, I think form is one of them. It's, it's probably an obvious one. 
the way Tyburn has played um, for Ireland and for Munster, um, being on the Lions tour last summer, I think he's taking his game to uh, to a different level. Um, he's very composed in everything he does. Obviously, his big strength is his athletic ability, ball carrying, um, reading of the game, his breakdown work. So, you know, the, the, he's not a big, big second row. And we've been crying, we're crying out for one for, mm-hmm. for a long time, but he's a very, very effective one. You know, he's such a brilliant footballer. He can play in the back row as well. And I would start, I would be, I want to make this clear. If Ty Byrne is playing matches, yes, I would be starting Ty Byrne at, at the first, second row. Um, the reason I would say is just maybe down to match fitness. So you're probably splitting hairs there. So there's every chance that he will start. Um, and I think with with the three of them fit and available, I think um, you have good, uh, real good options. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to bring one off the bench, whether it's it's Henderson or Byrne. Um, James Ryan hasn't been really in that position. He's more of a starter when he's been available in the last couple of years. But um, look, hopefully they're all enthused and fresh and ready to go when 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 that first test comes about. Um, but you know, Byrne brings incredible dynamism and and energy and and his footballing ability around the field i think henderson obviously has a lot of qualities at the breakdown as well and if there was any criticism at any stage that i've ever had against Ian henderson it's just that aggression and mm-hmm. physicality and a bit of nastiness that we you would want he's a big physical player um and i think james ryan obviously you know has he burst onto the scene that everybody knows about. I think he's a really intelligent footballer um, and just hasn't kind of hit the same heights, which is understandable for lots of players who burst onto the scene. It's hard to maintain that. But he's still a top quality player and he's he's still very, very young and has um, loads of ability and and obviously is captain Ireland a number of times, captain Leinster. And I think he's, he's a top quality player as well. Give us your back row. Again, you're splitting hairs. You could put a man in there given the season he's had. But yeah. um, I think, yeah. see, I'm kind of thinking what, what will Ireland pick and what will I pick? Um, we want again, your pick. There's very, Yeah, look, I'd probably go with Doris, Conan and, and Van der Fleer given the, you know, that they're so used to playing with each other and they complement each other as well. Um, the... The other option, again, there's n- nothing really in this for Peter Romani to start at six and Caelan Doris to to play at eight and Josh van der Fleer obviously starts at seven. So um, the team that, that, that I went for was Conan, van der Fleer and Doris again with you know, the ability to have a Matt, Peter Romani coming off the bench is, is brilliant. But again, no issue whatsoever if Peter Romani would start at six because I think he has had a really, really good season for Munster. He's been very consistent in his performances. Um, but um, the Leinster trio probably you know, so used to playing each other and that's probably the, the back row that I'd start with for the first test. Yeah, I've gone with the same back row. A couple of comments coming into us here that I'll just put to you before we move on to your uh, picks across the back. Danny Mack says that Ryan's living off, uh, James Ryan living off 2018 form for a long time now. It, it's a very harsh criticism, but does speak to the point that you're saying that we have expected James Ryan to kick on to another level, haven't we? And we, I suppose, look, at this summer would be a great opportunity to see that, but we just haven't seen... Uh, consistent evidence of that just yet? Probably not. Um, and we've seen, we've seen, you know, the obviously the concussion he had in the Six Nations against England puts him out for a few months. I think he was out pre-Christmas as well. 
Um, so we haven't, you know, and it's hard. And I'm sure James Ryan is working incredibly hard to have the same sort of impacts in games. Again, he's not, you know, we, we kind of don't want to label any of these guys because um, James, James Ryan is a brilliant footballer. I think the timing of the carries and the way he could run onto the ball and wriggle route, very tight space um, to, to, to get over the game line was incredibly impressive. But when you're, you're, you're disrupted and you can't get a run of games, it's hard to find that form. So um, I, James Ryan is a big game player that I have no issue putting out in big games. And I still believe that he can get back to that level. And hopefully, you know, on this tour, if, if Ireland are to win a test, they'll obviously need eight, maybe nines out of tens from the vast majority of players. And, and James Ryan is capable of that. But look, what Danny Mack is saying there is it's not totally untrue um, because we haven't seen that consistent level of performance from James. Yeah, and Andrew Garrity, to be fair, says that he feels sorry for James Ryan. The concussions have really impacted his form, which is in your point. And uh, Thomas Gray saying that he feels that over the last uh, 12 to 18 months of its picked on form, he feels it's Byrne and Henderson in the second row. So that's just a couple could, of comments. Could be true as well, yeah. That yeah. could be the case as well. Give us, uh, get into the backs first. Um, again, yeah, it's they're pretty obvious really, aren't they? Gibson Park starts at nine, Sexton at ten. Um, and then again you're kind of I just think with the way Robbie Henshaw he's a bit like Ty Bourne isn't he I know he's not a lot of rugby play this season because he didn't he did, He had an injury pre-Christmas as well um, I just think he's he's someone that you've got to put on your team sheet um, given the impact and the quality that he has can um, I ask you on that Quinny and sorry to interrupt just for a second because obviously he was I, I, we, I don't know if we still fully got to the reason as to why he was left out some of the big games in the Six Nations do you think is there still a question because I would feel very similar to you and I think, I think a lot of people would that he's one of the first names on the team sheet it looks as if the coaching ticket maybe aren't as convinced as that yeah I don't know but it, you know he had injury had a, was it a knee injury he had um, prior yeah and again, um, you know, probably some of the bangs and knocks and niggles that these players have now, they, they, they don't kind of reveal them anymore. So um, I just think the thing that kind of tips it in the balance for me, and, and Bundyaki is a brilliant player as well. And I think he's someone who's such a strong character, Bundyaki, um, that he'd be really important. And I'm sure he'll start one of the tests in New Zealand. They may play together. Um, that experiment probably happened a few years ago on a couple of occasions where Henshaw and, and Bundyaki played together um, I think you have to have Gary Ringrose in there if you, if it, you know if you want to attack um, his silky skills and his evasive running um, are really important to the attack as well and um, but I think Robbie Henshaw he's the thing that kind of tips it for me over over Bundy at times is is just his work rate um, and his decision making and his defensive work and his ability to just keep turning up, carry and making those carries as well. So um, very little in it. I think James Hume yeah. would come into the equation for 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 maybe one of the tests, and maybe he's closer to you know to to Gary Ringrose now than than we've seen having an outside centre who has that ability to step and take people on when you get the ball in their hands. Um, if you were looking no for, for, a, for a surprise call, Quinny, like a, a selection that might surprise everybody, that could possibly be one. It could happen, yeah, it could happen. But, you know, if you're if you're expecting Gary Ringrose or James Hume to 
to unlock a New Zealand defence by giving them the ball pretty... I think maybe I'm wrong because I didn't play in the backs, but I think for me, um, Gary Ringrose or James Hume or that type of player try and get the ball in their hands as early as possible, as quickly as possible and let them run on people, particularly early in the game. Um, and I think, uh, you know, they're wonderfully talented players, but, you know, New Zealand will have a few decent ones as well. Yeah. So um, very small margins in these games. But um, by the end of the season with the with the, with Ulster and Leinster and the disappointment of that, I think uh, they can look back on a lot of positive uh elements of their attacking game in the Six Nations Yeah I'd have uh, gone for Henshaw and, a- Henshaw and Aki there give us your back three then before we wrap it uh, Hugo Keenan a full back yeah. uh, no debate there James Lowe on the left wing and again the right wing now you're kind of again you could go with you know you could go with Keith Earls Jordan Larmer um, I'd probably pick Matt Hansen now because of his involvement in the Six Nations and the way he's played this year with Connacht um, again they've struggled uh, Keith Earls is someone who you know, has so much experience and been there and done that so many times he was on this tour in 2012 um, but just probably uh, the form of Hansen this year um, in a side that was struggled a fair bit in the URC let's be honest I just think he's a brilliant footballer and the impact he made in the Six Nations so there's there's a number of positions there you could pick other people that are you know might maybe down to perception or the way they train um, and the form they're in or their mentality in the next couple of weeks in training before that first test. Um, so I think Jordan Larmer has come back so strong this year and it's great to see. Um, and as I said, Keith Earls could, could play there and, and be brilliant as well. But I think... Yeah. You know, it's Keenan McHanson and uh, James Lowe for I've, me. I've put Earls in, Keenan Earls and Lowe. Just one very briefly before we... What, what? No, I, I put him, I'm putting him in for experience and other reasons that I... He's an absolute quality. Look, Quinny said it's a, a cigarette paper, I think, between himself and Hanson anyway, and I just put him in for that bit of experience. The old dog for the hard road on quality player. Just give one question before we go. A quick answer, if you don't mind, Quinny. Just the likes of James O'Brien... James, uh, Jimmy O'Brien, James Hume that we've mentioned, even Carberry to a degree. Are any of those going to see starting test time? Um, I think they have a really good chance, yeah. I think Jimmy O'Brien could start in the wing. Um, Carberry should start a test. Um, and James Hume should probably start a test if they're serious. You know, if he's if he's a serious candidate to go to the World Cup and, and there's no point in him having, having him there unless we have a look at him now. It's a very difficult tour. It'd be it'd be better if you were going to um, somewhere else. Um, it's it's a really tough task, but I think they should all start. Yes. Okay. Good man. Enjoy the games over the weekend. Catch up with you next week. Cheers, lad. Thanks. Thanks Alan. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.